what we intend to do today to come to our Lord to adore His holy name. We do that uh, through music. We certainly do that as we engage the Scripture. It's good that we, uh, that we do that today. You know, I look at today as a day of great victory. Certainly, we champion the fact that uh, Jesus uh, has been born and that He is born anew in us. Uh, we uh, see this as a day of victory in that we are indeed emerging from this pandemic. We've been uh, moving through this for uh, well over a year and a half, approaching almost two years. You know, if you think about it, uh, last Christmas we were without the sort of music that we uh, have been accustomed to as we've gone along. And we certainly thank our uh, choir members today and those that are accompanying uh, for bringing us uh, this beautiful music, and we'll continue that all through the season as we uh, continue to emerge. Uh, we have all been especially touched. I love the uh, cartoon the Family Circle. I love in particular this one that was uh, posted uh, one Christmas season. It has uh, Billy spending the afternoon wandering through various stores uh, seeing those signs that we see as we uh, make our way in and out of stores. Don't forget your Christmas cards. Don't forget your wrapping paper. Don't forget your last-minute gifts. Don't forget your visit to Santa. Billy, in this instance, goes home. You're seeing all those signs, and he draws a picture of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and he writes there at the bottom, don't forget, don't forget. We know all too well that it is uh, easy to forget. To forget as has been uh, coined the reason for the season. In what is increasingly becoming a secular holiday, it is all too easy to leave Mary, Joseph, and Jesus out of the mix. We need to resist that. Hence our efforts here on Sunday mornings to come face to face with the, the very images of Christmas in which Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus are standing front and center in our experience. Even those who believe find that Joseph uh, sort of gets lost in the season. Today we put our focus on Joseph. We should never forget, never forget the important role that he played in and around Christ's birth. Some say Joseph is uh, more behind the scenes. Not so in my book. I'm of the mind that Joseph stands front and center when it comes to the birth of Jesus. In Scripture, Joseph makes a, a great splash at the very beginning of um, the Gospel of Matthew and then again in the Gospel of Luke. He's mentioned only twice in the Gospel of John and that very indirectly. And he's nowhere to be found in the Gospel of Mark. Scholars are quick to say that, um, that Matthew tells the story of Christ's birth from Joseph's perspective, while Luke tells it from, from Mary's. It's an interesting distinction. Regardless, Joseph plays an important role in the birth of Jesus, and we need never forget that. He also uh, figures heavily in the early years of Jesus. Interestingly, he's not so much mentioned once Christ enters his public ministry. It could very well be that uh, Joseph took the same attitude as did uh, uh, John the Baptist. Remember, it was John who said, I must decrease so that he 
might increase. Regardless, Joseph's faith inspires us to this day. So as I mentioned, uh, Joseph gets great play in the Gospel of Matthew. And so today, let's read a, a portion of that. We read from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 24. Let's hear this from God's Word. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His uh, mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. If you remember, the last couple of weeks, we, we spent a great deal of time pointing out the stresses and, and strains faced by Mary. We also pointed out her undying desire to offer praise, to, to glorify God. Our choir today uh, sang about that, and we, we found ourselves moved, and also remembering Mary's faith. We also remember from the, the account of, of Mary and the mix of uh, Christ's birth that she was young, she was vulnerable, she faced an uncertain future. The fact that she was, was pregnant out of, uh, out of wedlock uh, left her with a high potential of being ostracized by, by society. And as we said last week, it was Mary's faith that uh, carried her through. Joseph also faced a lot. He too had to wonder about what was going on. He had to be uh, concerned about what others would, would think. He too had to be concerned about the future. It's just the way it was for him. We can, can certainly infer all of these things. Like, like Mary, Joseph put his faith in God. Joseph trusted God to provide, and God never once let him down. You see, God is worthy of our trust. He stands to provide just what we need right when we need it. That was exactly the case for Joseph, and it is certainly true for our lives as we seek to earnestly exercise our faith in Him. The Scripture tells us that Joseph was a righteous man. He loved Mary very deeply. He wanted to do right by her at every turn. He, he certainly didn't want to submit her to any sort of public disgrace. Mary and Joseph, strictly speaking, were, were betrothed. 
Back in those days, a betrothal was a long and very binding engagement. Mary's uh, pregnancy uh, sort of muddied things a bit. We can only begin to, to imagine. It, it certainly was a, a curveball, to, to say the least. And the, the two, Mary and Joseph, sought to, to deal with that, all with God's help. In the mix of that, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph, appeared to Joseph in a dream, and and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. That, uh, that refrain, do not be afraid, is repeated all through Scripture, and in particular uh, in the, the birth narratives, both of, uh, of, of Matthew and, and of Luke. Again, God stands to provide just what we need right when we need it. That was true for Joseph. It's uh, certainly true for our lives as we exercise our faith. The angel uh, told Joseph to take Mary as his his wife because what was conceived uh, in her was from the Holy Spirit. It was then that Joseph woke from his slumbers and, and did what the angel of the Lord commanded him to do. He took Mary home as his wife. Of all things we can can say about Joseph, it was his faith that set him apart. It took great faith to go and do as he was commanded. He not only heard the voice of the angel, but he also heeded what the angel was saying to his life. Always we can assert that a heart of faith puts us at at the very place where we not only hear but we also find ourselves at the place where we heed, not just hearing, but also following through by heeding what we hear. He did what he was commanded, rings through the ages. We read that today, and we find ourselves inspired. Joseph did what he was commanded. And the very same thing is, is, is true for, for our lives, that, that we are called to go and do what we are commanded to do. May it be true that uh, this stuff of heeding, God's call upon our lives, is, is a part of who we are and what we're doing. Listen for the voice of God. And with faith, may you find yourself ready to heed the very thing that God is calling you to do. Joseph certainly... Uh, could have done otherwise. He could have just as easily uh, flown the coop. Instead, Joseph uh, chose to heed the word of the Lord and stand by Mary and, even more importantly, the interests of their unborn child. At the, at the very least, Joseph was present, that in contrast to, to so many dads that, that aren't. There are far too many dads uh, today who, in the interest of, of getting ahead, are so preoccupied with other things that they fail to be really present when it, when it comes to their kids. And that's a shame. Dads, there's nothing more important than being present in the lives of your children. Joseph was not only present in the life of, of his family, but he wanted to promote their interests. 
It wasn't just about presence, although that was extremely important. He was very much intentioned in, in, in promoting their best interest. Joseph was all about Mary's best interest and the interests of the, of the child entrusted to his care. Joseph wanted to make sure that, that Mary and the one she cared, uh, was carrying was well cared for, and he saw to that uh, literally at every turn. As we said earlier, Joseph refused to submit Mary to public disgrace. If a divorce was uh, in the offing, he, he would do that quietly. If anything, Joseph was a great support, and he tended to Mary's needs. And when it came to Jesus, he was a great support as well. Once back in Nazareth, their hometown, Joseph continued his work as a, as a carpenter. And as we all know, uh, Jesus has, has often been re referred to as, as the son of a carpenter. We can only guess what took place while the, the two worked together. Working side by side, I'm sure that, that Joseph was able to impart a, a great deal of, uh, of wisdom. His presence alone spoke volumes. Joseph was a, a supreme example. God used Joseph to, to no end to, to form Jesus in his, in his early years. Just as uh, Joseph was a good example in Christ's life, we need to be as well uh, in, in the, the lives of those who are a part of our families. Joseph stayed at it when it came to to looking out for the interests of his family, particularly when it came to spiritual things. You know, in particular, Joseph made sure that Jesus was, was circumcised on the eighth day. Joseph also made sure that, that Jesus was presented to the, to the priest in, in Jerusalem for uh, his purification. That's the very instance where, where Jesus uh, comes in contact with, with Anna and Simeon. Later, uh, Joseph took Jesus to Jerusalem for the Passover. While, while there, Jesus astonished the, the teachers of the law with his deep and profound understanding of the things of God. Early on, uh, Joseph led his family to, to safety in Egypt for fear that Herod would kill him. Joseph wanted to make sure that his loved ones were safe. Joseph was not only present for his family, he not only promoted them uh, in, in every uh, way that he could, but he also sought to protect them. Again, Joseph was a great example for every one of us. I'll never forget years ago uh, visiting uh, Kenya, Africa on a mission trip. I remember the afternoon that we gathered in the village with the, the men of that village and, and, and talked with them about their role as husbands and, and fathers. And I remember uh, trying to encourage them in, in every way. I also remembered them saying how hard it was to connect with their kids, how hard it was to provide for their needs. And, and I don't think they were only talking about the temporal needs of their kids. 
I think they were deeply weighed how, how, about how they might intersect into their lives and, and really be present, really be supportive, really be that one to protect them as they were moving through life, particularly in their earliest days. We were honest with one another that afternoon. It was, it was neat to have the, the, the dialogue that we did in and around how hard it is to be a husband and father. In recent radio commercials on, on parenting, there's been an emphasis not so much on being perfect when it comes to being a parent, but one who is only engaged, engaged all on account of uh, love for, for one's child. And as we have said repeatedly today, Joseph was, uh, was engaged. He was engaged to the point of being present, engaged to the point of, of seeking to support and to promote those he loved deeply, uh, engaged to the end that he would protect to, to no end. Joseph, again, is a great example for all of us when it comes to family. The scriptures uh, about Joseph can be easily preached on Father's Day, as they are now here on this third Sunday of Advent. They have a lot to say to us, dads, as well as to, to all others in family, being present, promoting the interests of those you love, and looking to protect them goes a long way toward strengthening the family, God's way. These things, as a part of our family life, and in that we find that we are very much lockstep with the will of God when it comes to family, presence, promotion, support, protection, all of these things doing family God's way. You and I both know that Christmas is, is very much a family affair. It's, a, it's a, a, a family holiday. We all know, particularly here in these first couple of weeks of, uh, of, of Advent, the first couple of weeks of December, that, that the holidays are, are busy to, to no end. They're filled with all sorts of, of parties and, and special events. I call these sort of public events, if you will. But we all notice closer and closer to Christmas, a lot of those public events begin to turn toward home. We, we find our attentions more so upon family. All of us tend to head home for Christmas in, in one form or fashion. Home for the holidays is certainly more than just a, a cliché. As tough as it is sometimes to head home, we know that's where we need to be, and we're drawn that direction. In a very real way, Christmas leads us to face everything that is right and good about our families. It also um, causes us to consider everything that's not so good. The challenge of Christmas is not so much in its busyness or its uh, self-imposed pressures, but it's in doing right by family. Let's face it. It's not a perfect world when it comes to family, and particularly when it comes to family and, and Christmas. We all have our stories when it, when it comes to family and, and Christmas. 
the hallmark moments seem to be few and far between. God, help us all. And the fact and reality of it all is that He he wants to. God wants to to help us. That was His every desire for, for Mary and Joseph. God intersected their lives powerfully, profoundly. He, he did that uh, in, in all reality as the angel just kept visiting, and, and certainly as, as they were deeply reinforced upon the birth of Christ. God's help was, was present in every way. His help for us is, uh, is certainly His heart's desire for you and me and for our families. Receiving God's help will, will take faith. That's the way it was for, for Mary and Joseph. You and I are absolutely no different. This is a season of exercising our faith, of seeking God, of opening ourselves to Him, and letting Him do His thing through us. After all, acting faithfully is the way of Christmas. We can't step away from Scripture without uh, having uh, that just uh, really uh, hit front and center for us. That the way of Christmas is always the way of faith. And again, it was that way for Mary and Joseph, and it is certainly that way for us. May God be with us as we seek to exercise our faith through this wonderful, bright, and beautiful season. May the Lord uh, meet us in our faith, and may we find ourselves strengthened in all ways, whether it be at home or otherwise. Amen.